This week, as always, we're brought to you by the Trusted Sons at 209-269-2727. The Trusted Sons, local handyman company that are based right here in town, run by folks from Manteca. And who knows? Ready to take over the world, hopefully. They say they are America's handyman company, so... What I know to be true about it, uh, the business model, James Keener, Manteca High graduate, has been living a really good life and uh, moved over to Hawaii. And while he was there, he started a business. The business was called Handy Andy. The thought behind the business, James and his wife had a couple of sons coming back from the military where they, for the lack of better words, did, quote, military things where... They've been in the service. They've been training for these jobs for so many years, working hard at them. They're, they're professionals at it. But when they come home, they got to work. Now what? Well, that's where Handy Andy comes from. They start this business over there where James got a contractor who's bonded and licensed and then take on cats that are coming home from the military, wherever they were, wherever they were doing whatever they were up to put them to work. We know they're hard workers. They've been serving their country. They deserve a reentry type job. So it's all controlled by the handy Andy and becomes wildly successful over there. So Jim decides to move back home and brought the model home here in the form of the trusted sons. So he gets a hold of Herman Gomez, who's a longtime general contractor around here. I went to school with and so did James. Went to school with him and Kelly, who is in the office, Kelly Iorio. I went to St. Anthony's with Kelly. These are hometown Manteca people. And his son, James' son, Nick, They go out, they do the work correctly the first time. There's no job too small. Herman has a watchful eye. He's the contractor, licensed and bonded, insured. What kind of job do you have around the house? Because I suggest to you, because before um, I even heard of the trusted son's idea or even knew what James was up to, Herman had been in my house, put my ceiling fan in. I keep it Manteca. I keep it OG. And Herm... A great, you know how sometimes when you put a fan in and they will like wobble a little bit, right? Man, this thing is still maybe it's maybe about a high quality app. No, it's because Herm went up there. He had to fashion this room. Never had anything in the roof. He had to make like a special box because there was no mounting. Um, it's like lath and plaster, old school. My grandpa built the house, but there was no lighting in the roof for a reason. Let alone not having any place for the light. There was definitely no place for a swinging heavy object like a fan. Well. Herm put all that together. That's way before the idea of the trusted son. So thank you, Jim. I can only talk about people I know. And don't get on Facebook. Don't get on Craigslist to find a handyman. We're restoring your faith with trusted sons. Call 209-269-2727. You never know what you might get on social media. They'll make sure it's done correctly. The specs to the way you want it. Not the way the that they want to do it. Once again, 209-269-2727 for the Trusted Sons. America's Handyman Company. On with the program for this week. So, on Maple Street, there's a very unassuming storefront in the heart of Lard. Isn't that rude? Montica. Mantica. My home. I know. Tika Town. The Big M. Home of the Buffaloes. Well, right next door, south of the post office, there's a small shop still in day-to-day operations and about to be transferred to a new set of owners. Continuing a new family set of traditions that will start right there. And that's great news 
for a family-run operation that's been going since the mid-70s there at their current location. Prior to coming to that location near the post office on Maple, this business started in a small room in a house. Out on airport, mom and dad decided to start a rubber stamp business. Just had a room, let's put together... It flourished into a couple different locations in the downtown sector of Manteca, where, to this day, Diane Givens continues the Lamar family tradition. Rubber stamps, trophies, plaques, so much more. She's going to tell us about it. We'll hear about the time she had ants in her pants. We dug in. We barely scratched the surface. I don't know if you could do those things at the same time, but... Like audio tug-of-war, we're going to get into the lives of the Lamar tradition of rubber stamps. And today, Diane is still operating Ready Mark. She is the guest. She will tell her story and the story of Ready Mark on this week's Man About Town podcast. And man, 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 picked Pink Floyd, man, 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 man. Diane, Diane's the first one to tell she knows heaven from hell Fishing's more her speed Or designing awards That she never gets bored A local champ If you ever needed a stamp Mom and dad are darn proud Looking down from the clouds They know you're in control Sharing both of their roles All in a town that you helped grow, Diane And now here I come with a mic To tribute your ready-marked life The podcast is here For you, dear I apologize. That's the best I can do, Diane. I'm sorry. That's uh, that's as good as it gets. My apology. I need some singers. Looks like your stomach's starting to turn with that rendition of that song. All righty. So where am I, first and foremost? Where are we here in Manteca? You are at 143 North Maple Avenue, known as Ready Mark. Right in the central part. Been here a long time. Tell everybody who you are, first and foremost. My name's Diane Givens, and I own Ready Mark Rubber Stamps and Awards. You are still carrying on a family business. My parents started this business out of their spare bedroom back in 1976, 77. Wow, their spare bedroom. Yep. What do you remember about that? Well, it was a a rubber stamp business that was bought from a friend of a friend. It was all handset type and uh, heat press and galvanized rubber. And (laughs) I was not around when they started it. I had moved to uh, Oregon and lived up in Oregon for a year. So, But when I came back, it was there. By that time, they had moved it out of the bedroom and had built a small shop. Wow. And uh, we're working out of the shop out in the back. And that was here in town? Uh, Out on Airport Way. Wow. And rubber stamps, did it have a certain smell? Uh, You know, 
Yeah, but not as bad as you would think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's actually today we do the rubber stamps on a laser engraver, and that stinks worse than the galvanized rubber ever did. So, the original, huh? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So this is Ready Mark, and tell me exactly what you do here. That can get pretty complicated. Go for it. We got lots of time. Because <laughs> we do a lot of different things. We do uh, rubber stamps. We do trophies. We do plaques. We do name badges. We do desk plates. Uh, we do advertising specialty. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do. And in the trophies, that has really changed over the years. Um you have your traditional trophy, like if you're old like me, what you were used to, you know, a, a figurine on a column on a marble base. Sure. And uh, now the last couple of years, they've come out with what they call resin awards, and they're just all one piece. And you rarely, rarely get metal figurines anymore. Everything is plastic. So that's, uh, you know, just the sign of the time. So. <laughs> Everything's plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then we also have a copy service and do um, limited run printing. We do a process called sublimation. Uh, so we do short run t-shirts and full color prints on a variety of um, product. So the the sublimation is a process where it takes it from a solid to a gas without becoming a liquid in between. That's right. what sublimation means. I and had an issue with it. I um, I have a heat transfer machine and I was selling shirts and I bought some sublimations and I don't know what I was doing wrong. I couldn't get them to transfer. I'm not sure exactly, but I, I think they were supposed to have. Well, I there's get a, them to work. Partially, if you were trying to do it on cotton, it doesn't work on cotton. It has to be. Um, <laughs> it has to be polyester. Has to be polyester. That might polyester. have been what it was. Yep, yep. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so when I do it on mugs or the plaques or the ceramic tiles no or any of that stuff, it it all has to have this special coating on it. You can't put it on just any product. And I remember that was a mail order process at one time. Getting your you getting your mug done, not being able to come right here to Ready Mark and have yep, you flip yep. on the machine and get it done. Right. Yep. Right always been in this building no actually this is the third building we've been in on this street so we started off um down across the street from tipton's which you had done a podcast with uh jj printing a while back sure. and one of the buildings that his dad was in he moved out of there and we actually went into that building <laughs> so we went from that building uh, we moved up a couple of doors to where the uh, shoe store is now. And then from there, we moved to here. My dad used to joke that if we keep moving the number of doors that we were moving, that we'd end up in the old mortuary. But we've been in this building since 1985. Yeah. yeah. So been here a long time. I've been driven by here forever. It's one of the buildings I probably never even, I don't know if I ever had rubber stamp business. Maybe when I ran a paper route. Maybe, but that was way... Might have been pop. That might not have been you. That might have been. <laughs> I used to pick up my papers right there at the uh, at the Stockton Record when it used to be right there, and we'd fold them in the back. Yeah, yeah. So great. What made you want to uh, take over? Well, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't like it was ever like my dream. Um, when my parents started the business, when they opened a place downtown and started getting busy enough, they needed some help, and I would had been working seasonally uh, out at uh, Holly Sugar. And so when the season was off, I would come and help mom and dad. And uh, eventually it's like, okay, do you want to do this full time? And I said, oh, okay, why not? And, uh, and then, you know, dad and I, uh, mom didn't like being downtown. She did all the rubber stamps out at the house. 
dad was the social person and he always wanted to have his own little copy business. Um, prior to opening the business, he had worked for Pitney Bowes for 27 years. They're a the, machine company in that business. Uh, well, copiers, postage meters, mailing machines. Yes folders. Uh, So uh, he had been a repairman for that and he had had a back injury and couldn't do it anymore. And that's how they ended up with the rubber stamp business. (laughs) So it was his dream to have a copy shop. And look what you've been able to do all these years later. And all these years later, I mean, you know, every time something had come up, he was like, well, let's try this. I want to do this. And, you know, mom was always much more resistant. Mom was the conservative. Dad was the uh, let's just go for it kind of person. And And, uh, it it went well for him. You know, there were a few. What were you thinking? But, you know, for the most part, yeah. Uh, and then when dad got sick and passed away, uh, that was when my older brother came into the business and, uh, he was here for about two years and then he decided that isn't what he wanted to do anymore. My name is Stephen Lamar. Go ahead, Steve. I'm the oldest brother of Diane Gibbon. What do you know to be true about Diane? She's definitely not afraid to speak her mind, but she doesn't do it in a malicious manner. And if you ask her opinion, she'll definitely give it to you. She will, however, once you've made a decision on something that you're going to do, she will back you 100%, even though she may not agree with that being the best direction that you can take. Does he nail it right on the head? Uh, for the most part, yeah. <laughs> so he was here, and he started in with you, and then he got out? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's Steve. Tell me about your uh, big brother. Well, this, you know, it's been an evolution. Um, there's a fair amount of age difference between all of us children. I have three siblings, and there's four years between Steve and I, five years between my sister and I, and then four years between her and my youngest brother. Growing up, we weren't real close, but as we got older, you know, we became really good friends. And um, I would say my siblings are my best friends. Keep going, Steve. Why is Diane a treasure to Manteca? Uh, Over the years, Diane's been able to help a lot of new businesses get their feet on the ground. She's also been very involved in the Chamber of Commerce and other community activities involving the businesses of Manteca. She's been uh, supportive of all of the Shop Manteca campaigns over the years, uh, being open on Thursday nights, and uh, many other activities throughout the community. He was out rock hounding. I had to harass him out of the <laughs> desert. I said, man, I need this stuff. Unfortunately, I know it's three days in the desert, but man, just find five minutes for it. So he knows so much because he was actually here in part of the operation for some time, because he does seem like he mentioned a little more the workings of the business. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Go on, Steve. Back in 1966, when the family first moved to the Manteca area, we rented a small house on Louise Avenue right across the street from Libby Owens Ford. Back in those days, that was pretty much out in the country, and we had pretty much been city folk. So there were some things that we weren't accustomed to. One day, we were out playing in the front yard, and at the time, Diane was... Probably only like in the second grade, second or third grade. And all of a sudden, she gets up, starts crow hopping around the yard, screaming, Oh crap, red ants, red ants. Well, she had gotten into a, an anthill and we had never 
had red ants uh, where we had come from and she was getting bit and some, it was funny the way she was just running around the yard shaking her body brushing her hair all over trying to wipe all the ants off of her off of her clothes and such and she probably only had one or two bites but I'm sure they were painful but it, it was pretty funny the way she was just running around the yard screaming crap red ants red ants well what are you supposed to do let them bite you yeah. you gotta reply some especially and you said fourth grade not second fourth grade, yes what do you remember about that I, I remember the incident <laughs> did you ever go around red ants anymore uh, well I learned too that you know they really weren't that big a deal just pay attention to where you sat down <laughs> You sat in them. Yeah, yeah. Look oh. before you. Yeah, you know, we were out playing in the yard and sat down. So yeah, look before you sit. So tell me a talent that Diane has that we might not be aware of. She is an excellent black bass fisherman. She will fish in pretty much any type of weather, and she often, very often, outfishes her husband, who is a fishing fool. And I know. That when Ready Mark transfers ownership and she retires, her and her husband plan on traveling around the United States and fishing some of the more famous fishing bass fishing locations throughout the country. Sounds like a fun uh, plan. I sure, I sure hope so. That's the that's the plan. How We're long you been putting that one into? Uh thought uh, we started thinking about it probably about two to three years ago and you're going back because so. he's from there is that the what reason you picked well, that's uh, tennessee what, that's what he says but it's, you know i think it's just uh just just somewhere to go you know uh, and actually the tennessee thing is is really a new idea or the original idea was just to uh, put a camper on the in the bed of the truck and Take hook off. the boat up and yep and just travel around the United States and fish the different lakes. He says you're a hell of a black bass fisherman. What's the difference between a striped bass and a black bass besides the look? Yeah, well, Same fishing? <laughs> no, it's a little bit different. But we don't. Uh, I've never really been a striper fisherman because that's out at the Delta and and we do more lake fishing. Sure. What's so, your favorite lake? Mm, don't really have a favorite for a number of years we were members at a place called kelsey reservoir and uh it recently shut down so we've been exploring new lakes uh the most recent one is we've been going out to uh what is it modesto reservoir oh and so that, that's i don't think where, i've ever been out there you know i had never been out there before either how's so, the fishing uh, um it's like it's Modesto Reservoir. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, so it, it really varies. I mean, it's it's fishing, you know. Some days we catch a lot. Some days we don't catch anything, you know. So it, it's fishing, not catching. Go on, know? Steve. Is there something about Diane that you want to add that I may not have asked about? When my father passed away in 1986, Diane became more and more involved in the business, eventually purchasing it from our mother. At the time that she purchased it, I was I had some misgivings about whether or not the business would survive. And they were all for naught because she's been able to keep the doors open for over 30 additional, 35 additional years and is now able to comfortably retire. I'm proud of her for her accomplishments and I wish her the best in uh, her retirement. Thanks, big bro. What do you want to say to you, big brother? I love you. Thank you so much. You know, I, 
I was so mad when you left because uh, I did what you asked and you left anyway. But uh, apparently it was what was meant to be because it, it pushed me to grow and, and become the person I am today. So thank you. Who's up next? My name is Jeanette Luda. I'm an account tech one for the San Joaquin County. I have known Diane my whole life as she is my older sister. Hey, all right. Jeanette or Jan? Uh, well, Jeanette's the official name. Jan is what the people that know her call her. Yeah, I was going to say, I called and I said, Jan, I think she wanted me to say Jeanette. You know, you don't know me. <laughs> you don't call me, Jan. What do you know to be true about Diane? Diane has overcome a lot of personal tragedy, which no one should have to do. However, being the strong person she is, she has overcome those and is now the person, wonderful person, I should say, that we know today. What's she talking about? I know you guys are uh, big in recovery and uh, different stuff like that uh, through the wire. Is that what she's referring to um, or is there something more? Partially. There's something more. Okay. In uh, 1986, in August of 1986, uh, it was quite the news story. <laughs> if you were from Manteca, my first husband took his own life at the back of the shop here. Oh, I and, don't know uh, if I knew that so, or not. Yeah. So oh. that and, was. Uh, oh, and you still come here. Uh, well, it's. Well, it's my of, job. <laughs> but there's lots of addresses. So. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's pretty so, heavy. Yeah. So, you know, it, well, and it wasn't, it was outside. It wasn't in, in the shop here. I lost so, a father the same way. Yeah. I lost yeah, a dad so. to suicide. So. So, I, yeah. I feel so for you. That but. was, uh, you know, that was, um, and at that time, you know, my life was pretty chaotic. And then it was, uh, that was in August. And then my dad died that November. Oh, okay. So, so. it was, a, it was a, a pretty rough year. And then the following year is when I got into recovery. The walls keep tumbling down. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, I, the one thing I learned is never say, you know, it can't get any worse than this. Because <laughs> it always can. Is that the worst it ever was? Uh, was COVID bad? Financially, for the business, it was bad. For um, and you know, personally, there were some struggles uh, with not agreeing with you know some family members' decisions and stuff. But for the most part, you know, we didn't lose anybody. We didn't. Uh, That's good. You know, so yeah, COVID was not that that hard. And in some ways, it uh, eased me into cutting back some hours here at the shop and it was like okay. well and you got time well, to find yourself it was, it was like bam you, you know, haven't had that in, you hadn't had that in a while right you got finally got some court ordered days off i right. guess huh <laughs> correct so sort of fun to get in touch and and not be here to feel that grind but did you miss it or did you go wow i think retirement's yeah. gonna be good <laughs> uh it was just it was just different i was like i don't know i didn't miss it because there wasn't really any work to do you know, but it, it, once it started to open back up, it was like, okay, no, I, I can't be out here. I, I got to go to work. I got work to do. So. And the, the times have picked back up for you? Did everything get, come back all of a sudden? Um, No, it's it's been gradual, okay. you know, because we're so geared towards sports and academics oh yeah when, seasonal yeah yeah when all that stuff went away in 2019 or 2020 rather uh you know 2021 came back a little bit and then this year it's come back full force so 
Give me a great personal memory that you have with or about Diane. When I was in high school, I played flute and loved Jethro Tull. Well, she found out he was going to be in Oakland, wanted to take me to my very first concert. Unfortunately, I had gotten into a little bit of trouble and my mom, who was very strict, decided to ground me for a month. And I thought there's no way that I'm going to be able to go to this concert. And somehow Diane convinced my mom to let her take me. And it was the first time I really felt like I was unequal with her being her younger sister. It was the best memory anyone could have. Okay, so let me go ahead and say it. Radio guy, music. I didn't know that Jethro Tull was a he. It's opposite of Leonard Skinner, right? It's actually his damn name. How stupid am I? All no, no, years. Jethro Tull is the name of the group. Wait, well, she said, well, I thought I she know, said he. I we all say he, but he is Ian Anderson, so. Oh, okay. Well, well thank you for enlightening. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, no. Okay, so it is a, It is like Leonard Skinner. I yeah. was thinking to myself, the guy's name is Jethro Toll, and I didn't know that? No. Ian no. Anderson is the guy's name. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. God, I was worried about that there. What do you remember about that? What was she in trouble for? Do you remember? I do not remember. I bet she remembers. <laughs> I'm sure she probably does. How'd you get mom to say okay when she was in you trouble? You know what? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I, I, you remember the time, though? Yes, I remember the time. I just knew that that was... Uh, that that would be something that she would would really really love and so like i said but with the five-year age difference that that was an age where you know we were finally starting to become a little bit more equal when we were younger we were equal then you have that spread when you know i'm in high school she's in grade school you know (laughs) Uh, Jeanette, what's true about your sister she believes in the community and is always promoting these small business in manteca how about a funny story? Well, as her sister, you can imagine I have a lot of stories, but it would probably be better if we just moved on to the next question. Oh, <laughs> come on. This is where we get the meat and potatoes of the show. What else? Go ahead, Jeanette. Tell me about a talent Diane has that we might not be aware of. Diane can tell a story like nobody else. I mean, I don't care whether it's funny or not funny. It doesn't matter. By the end of that story, she has everybody in the room just laughing I and mean, in tears it's great in stitches she says well, i don't know where she gets that i don't think i'm a good storyteller well she thinks you are well so far you've been good i don't hear in your speech <laughs> patterns any ums or ahs oh, and okay. if you can just randomly come without the ums and the ahs that means you're thinking clearly oh. some people don't think as clearly and yeah. i can tell that you're a clear thinker so why wouldn't you be able to tell a good story probably I, she's probably right because i have a horrible memory but you tell a story good. So well, maybe, you know what? Well, it might not be a true maybe story. I'm making it up. Yeah, maybe the story's all BS, but uh, <laughs> say something to your sister, Jeanette. Diane, I, I really couldn't be more proud of you. You are an inspiration to me and a wonderful sister. I couldn't ask for a better sister. Um, who would have thought that 30 years ago you would be doing this now? Uh, I just can't explain it. But thank you for being the person you are because of that. You have made me the person I am today. And I... I can never thank you enough for that. I love you, sis. What were you going to do if it wasn't this 30 years ago? Why does she say it's a surprise to see that you did this and went on? Did you have another aspiration? No, no. I I don't know why she says that. I, like I said, you know, being a business owner was never my dream. It just seemed like the natural progression, you know, after dad died and, and working with mom and Steve and then Steve left. And even though mom owned the business, I basically ran the shop downtown here and so when it was time for us to encourage her to retire (laughs) it just seemed like the natural thing to do who's next up hello my name is cj lamar 
and I am Diane Gibbons' youngest brother, the youngest of her three siblings. Mm-hmm. What's young? Uh, he's nine years younger than me. And what's that? So, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I tried. But what I can tell you is that, that this is the funny story that I have from my mom. She sent her oldest son to the Navy and her youngest son to kindergarten. So <laughs> There wasn't a choice. Well, That's just the way it rounded just, out. Just the way it rounded out. Yep. Did Third. he think it was very funny? He might not have thought it was so uh, no, funny. No, probably not. <laughs> uh, go on, CJ. A personal memory about Diane. Yes. This one would be fairly recent, and that is just the act of going fishing with her. In the last 10 years, Diane has taken an interest of fishing with her husband, Cliff. And I'm fortunate enough to get to go with them. I really enjoy fishing with her. It gives us time to be just with each other many times. And whether we're on the boat or taking a break at the campfire in the evening, it just gives us a chance to sit and talk and be very personable with each other. What do I need to know about CJ Lamar? Oh, well, um, CJ is the white sheep of the family. Us three older kids have had our issues with uh, substances and, and the law. and Not uh, CJ, huh? Not CJ. He was the good little boy. Although he's not so little. He's six foot five, six foot six, something like that. <laughs> so he's my little brother, but, you know, he's not so little. Can him and Cliff, what happens if him and Cliff wrestle? Who's going to win? They're both a tall drink of water. Uh, Who would you Cliff, put the money Cliff on? Cliff outweighs him, but CJ's younger, so... <laughs> And why is Diane Gibbons a treasure to Mantica? This one is easy because she believes in local. She believes in the local small businesses, the mom and pop stores, anybody that is trying to scrape it penny and dime and nickel at a time. She doesn't not necessarily go to the chain restaurants, but she will try to go to the ones that are owned by the mom and the dads, the mom and pop shops. Big box, she'll do them, but when when necessary, only. She, she truly believes in the small businesses, she advocates for the small businesses, and she promotes the small businesses. You're on a run, keep going. Long time ago, Diane asked if she could borrow my 1974 Pinto station wagon to go on a camping trip. Oh no. No problem. I got a call that night from her saying that the car would just not make it up the mountain any further. I don't remember which what? highway it was, Highway 50 or Highway 88, I don't remember. Okay. But I was a little confused and concerned because I had never had a problem with that car in the mountains before. Sure. Found out where she was at, got in my other car, drove up to her location, and when I got to that location, parked on the side of the road was a 1974 Pinto that had so much stuff on top of it and inside of it, it would have made my Ford F-150 have trouble making it up the mountain. No way. Needless to say, we unloaded that car and loaded it into whatever car i had with me at that time so she could continue on you shit me no way you loaded <laughs> down that car yeah. so bad that yeah. it wouldn't make it up the hill my girlfriend and i were we went on our first uh camping trip what with were this. you bouldering or something yeah, what, are well, you taking no, rocks with you, you? Know, you two girls you gotta have what you gotta have you but know that's to bog down <laughs> 
A pinto. Uh, well, I mean, come on. It was a pinto. That's not hard to bog down. <laughs> that is a great story. What is a talent that Diane has that somebody else might not be aware of? Mm-hmm. Her thoroughness. As a family, we always rely on her to get things done. Whether it be funeral arrangements, flowers for a graduation, or a birthday or a wedding, etc. She takes the time and has thoughtfulness to all the things that she does. She is not generic. She has creativeness with a purpose in mind. Creativeness with a purpose in mind. (laughs) Need a quote out there. Yeah, I guess. I, You know, and it's funny because I have never considered myself a creative person. It's what you do in here. I, what I do you know, mean? You know, That's what you I do. girlfriends that tell me that. They, yeah. They're like, well, you're so creative with that. And I'm like, no, I couldn't draw a straight line without a ruler. So how can I be creative? Neither you know, could anybody else. That's so, normal. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I have a daughter-in-law that's, that's pretty creative and pretty artistic and... She can draw a straight line without a ruler. I don't know how she does it, but... Needs to write a book if that's the case. Yeah. (laughs) Teach us the tricks of the trade. Who's next? Hi, my name is Gina Gerloff. I met Diane when I volunteered at Northgate Little League. And the funniest thing about working at Northgate Little League, there's not very many... Or should I say volunteered at Northgate Little League? There's not very many trophy places around. So a friend of mine and I went in and met Diane. And we ordered 575 trophies. So we sat there for a long time trying to order these trophies. Next thing I know is three hours later inside there trying to work out all these trophies and get all these trophies right. And Diane's telling us, pick this, pick that, pick that. We became really close. Next day, found out somebody forgot a trophy. So I went in another day. Then another day. I was there a whole week picking out trophies. Yes, Diane and I became best friends at that. So after a while, I found myself going in there pretty much every single day, trying to work out all this stuff with Diane. Got the trophies, they were perfect, loved them. Every year, and I I volunteered there for 12 years, I would go over there and I would sit with Diane for the longest time and do all my trophies. As long as I was there, I would go to Ready Mart to get my trophies because I knew they were gonna turn out perfect. Do you think the internet hurt you? Yes, it has, to a a degree with the uh, sporting sports teams and stuff. Uh, you can go to a lot of trophy places online and get the same trophy that I get here. And they're selling it for about $2 more than what I pay for it. Mm-hmm. So uh, a $2 profit on a trophy isn't, even with 500 of them, isn't going to cover all the overhead. Right. So, you know, by the time I pay shipping and labor and whatnot. So, yeah, it, it's been a struggle. Was there a time when you thought it was going to be a business killer? When you didn't see the shiny spot on the other side and didn't think you'd make it through? Um, Based on that? No, no. Okay. I've, so it's I've, always uh, been okay. Yeah, you know, there's been uh, lean years and, you know, and other times when it's better. But, uh, you know, the for the most part, the um, sporting community uh, has figured that out. You know, I do a lot of work for the school district and the local high schools. And, uh, you know, they've come to understand that this is their local tax dollars. This is what pays their wages is when they shop local. And, and, uh, you know, and so it's been a good thing. Gina, tell me a memory. I remember going in one day and heard someone laughing. Couldn't stop laughing. I was like, what is going on? She has a back room there and 
I just went in there to order some more stuff because I know that was a place to order whatever I want. Plaques, whatever. I couldn't even get her attention. She was laughing hysterically, laughing, laughing, laughing. What in the back room? And next thing I know is I see this guy sitting there. And I'm looking at her and she goes, oh, meet my husband, Cliff. And ah, I don't know if that was she was laughing at or he took the tip of the joke, but he was a comedian. So you know darn well that something they said. But it was pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know if you've listened to most of them, but there's you can't make the guests lie. So you can only hear the guests say so many things before you have to eat it. So obviously, you're telling stories, smiling and laughing a lot. <laughs> you might not think so, but these random people who haven't compared notes are uh, in the nth saying the same gosh darn thing. So what's true about her? You know, some people could do a good job on something and try to make something look good. But in Diane, she makes her trophies and really makes them look fantastic. And if she's not happy with them, she will give them to you. And that's what I noticed about her. She wants something done. She wants something done right and make sure it looks really good. And that's why she gets a lot of people that go in there because you know darn well that everything is going to go well, go right and look good and make sure everything is perfect so what's the biggest time you ever took a hit on an order what if what's the biggest loss you ever took and how many of it what how what kind of what kind of product was it i i don't know if it was the biggest hit but one of them that i that i really really remember was um uh, somebody had brought in a sword and wanted me to engrave on it and uh, and I messed it up, you know. And uh, that was uh, emotionally that was the biggest hit for me. You know, sure. I don't know about financially, but sure. I've had to replace um, a necklace, uh, a gold necklace that I messed up. Do you not take that business anymore because no. of that? I'm a, I'm more cautious about it, and I'm much more okay. I can't guarantee this. I can't, you know, but um, I know I am one of the few places that will still engrave on a customer's item. I just for that a, reason, it's yeah, not yeah, it's I, not a, the right thing. Right? I just did a locket two days ago. So <laughs> cross your fingers, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, you you learn some tricks, and you but there's still. I mean, I still make mistakes. I'm human. Yeah uh gina final thought say something to her you may have never said you know it's she will be missed i'm not happy with the situation oh, that, you know with everything going on oh, but didn't get there yet i will miss her because i feel like i'm gonna be missing a best friend yeah you know she helped me out when i needed it and i was always happy to be there with her and help her out and talk i do know one thing when she's not happy she will let me know and we could talk and vice versa always have a friend in her you know she takes pride in whatever she does and that's what makes a great person guarantee something that you what you're paying for is going to be right but all in all you know diane to me reminds me of somebody from the 70s <laughs> a go with the flow kind of person peace and love and heart of gold <laughs> love on earth but i know one thing our friendship will never die because we know that we will always be there for each other love you diane good luck 
on your next adventure. Let's go ahead and chat about that for just a second. At the end of the year, you are going to transfer this business after all of these years. Somebody else is going to start running this place. I'm glad I got in here right now instead of caught you a year after. Had to do all this over the phone in Tennessee. Wouldn't have been very much fun. So, uh... Calling it quits after all these years. Heck, you got to have some time to yourself. You can't just work here until your legs fall off, right? No, no. Right. right. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll get to uh, Melissa here, the the new owner, uh, coming up towards the uh, end of the podcast. So you mentioned uh, the newest bombers. Tell me what uh, kind of effect those guys, including Pop and uh, Sean now, who runs J&J Printing, oh, yeah. uh, where, who are they to you? So, well, John and my dad had become coffee buddies. You know, John uh, would come over and have coffee every morning with my dad. And so when I started working full time, I became a part of that little clut. And then after my dad passed away, I called John my pseudo dad. And uh, he would call me the, the daughter he never wanted. So... <laughs> This was, um, and through that, you know, then when Sean started getting involved in the business and, and whatnot, uh, he's know, tried his best to walk in pop's footsteps. Yes, he has. He comes over come and, down and, and visit and, yeah, the whole thing. Come down and visit. Sure. And, and, you know, we, uh, try and fix the world in the morning and by the afternoon it's oh you don't messed up again, you don't so. talk politics with him oh i yeah. don't think you two are i don't imagine <laughs> so that you guys my, uh, are on the same side of the fence politically i don't uh, well it's funny because i i'm very uh my my hippie uh, yeah, well no my stepson nailed it on the head one time he came home and he was in college and he was uh said, I, I need to do this survey with you. I'm going to ask you these questions. I said, okay. And he asked me all these questions. And he goes, <sighs> he says, you're half Republican, half Democrat. And I said, yeah, because on social issues, I'm pretty liberal. And on financial issues, I'm very conservative. Yeah. So, you well, know, so it's a half and half. It's a half and half. Yeah. So, but the political stuff is mostly my husband and John and Sean and I'm not going to get involved. Yeah, Keep me yeah. out of that because I do have an opinion and nobody wants to hear my yeah. opinion. Imagine <laughs> well, they that. Make, they make sure everybody hears Imagine their opinion. That. So. <laughs> well, I brought Sean's not a man of many words. I had to literally, and he's been on the show and I have told him how important it is for me to get this audio back. And last night I was beating on him over the phone at 10 p.m. to oh, send me this goodness. audio, even though he knew right from the beginning that he used his own phone and he sent me some audio. Gosh, All darn. Right. I'm Sean Neesbomber, owner of J&J Printing. Diane's um, like a sister I never had. My dad goes down there for coffee every day, and um, that's how I met Diane about 25 years ago. Diane's got a big heart. She gives back to the community a lot. Diane took over her family business just like I did, and it's been, what, 20-some years, and she's expanded it. She's done a great job. Oh, don't stop now. I go over to Ready Mark about two to three times a week and have coffee with them and we try to fix the world with political stuff. Diane is a very honest person. We were in uh, business together. We had a rental together for about 15 years. Um, I wouldn't do that with just anybody. What else, Sean? Diane is one of the biggest Giants fans I know. She's always listening to the games in the back of the shop. Go Giants! Go Giants! Who's your favorite Giant of all time? One that a lot of people probably don't remember, Kurt Manwaring. Oh, you're going deep on me. I'd go with the beard guy. Oh, yeah, the beard. Nah. Fear the beard. Fear the beard. I'm nah. a Dodgers, and I like Oakland. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Hey, you can't kick me out just yet. 
I just, yeah, let me get done with the interview. You can I'll put it this way. Dodger loving ass out uh, of here. Yeah, well, if I haven't kicked Carlin Perry out, I won't kick you out. I got to so. get Carlin on the <laughs> podcast. What's he do? What's he come down here for? To give me a bad time about the Giants. <laughs> Carlin played for the Dodgers. He just likes to come down here and bother you, huh? Oh, yeah. He, he, he thinks he can get me to join the fan club, but. No go? Know, no go. Who's next? Hello, my name is Cliff Gibbons. Hey. I'm uh, a trusted slave at Ready Mark and also married to. Uh, to Diane Gibbons, the owner of Ready Mark. Oh, you know, that sense of humor there. The yeah. trusted slave. <laughs> and then you call in a couple of the, I think it was his, is it his machine that says, I'm having therapy out on the lake. Yeah. All these guys had tricky answering machines. Oh, no, these guys with their answering machine. They're all they're all jokers on the telephone, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, he's a joker more than just on the phone. What's so. true about your wife, Cliff? I know she inherited her work ethic from her Midwestern German mother, Barbara Lamar. And it's a real pain sometimes because I want her to put a sign on the door and go fishing. And she says, no, the shop's supposed to be open. I'm going to uh, stay open. And that's that's a legacy of her mom right there. You know, and that's another time, too. Hey, the place is supposed to be open. I'm going to be there. Yeah, the, the hours are posted. This is what the hours are. This is when we're there. <laughs> So, just how it is. But he wants to go fishing sometime. Yeah. You're the boss. Well, he has to do it without me. Continue on. We met at the end of January at a volunteer appreciation banquet for an organization we belong to. We had our first date in February. We went to Hawaii in March. Hey. We moved in together in May, and we got married in November. All of that in 1992. Whoa. So, uh, if she still lets me hang around... This coming November, we'll be celebrating 30 years of marriage. 30 years. Good Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I'm up there. I'm, up, I'm at a 30, 31 myself. Why a treasure to the community, do you think, hubby? She has dedicated 40 plus years to helping folks in Manteca and surrounding areas celebrate athletic and academic accomplishments, births and deaths in their family, and just a whole bunch of other milestones. And I know that, uh, that she's done a successful job whenever she gets a grizzled ex-Marine to uh hi craig to uh to have to wipe a piece of uh dirt out of his eye because something flew in it while he's looking at something we made for him who's that craig moffett oh okay he's right. a he, he's a uh marine veteran that has i been, know who he is you know? okay craig moffett yep yep i know him been knowing him for a long time big old marine crying yeah i didn't even think about that funerals are a big day a big event for a place like this huh i always thought I, well not a big event okay but we'll get people that come in and and what do uh, they want they uh well sometimes it's just an engraved plate to put on an urn oh um oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah 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 but other times they want like booklets made for the uh, memorial service so Where'd you guys meet, Cliff? We met in uh, January of 1992. And whenever people ask us where we met, we tell them, after looking at each other, we met in a prison. And uh, I look at them, at her, and she looks at me, and then we look at the folk that's asking and say, no, neither one of us was a resident. We were actually at a a volunteer (laughs) appreciation banquet up at uh, Sierra Conservation Center uh, because we were both going uh, into there as volunteers for different... uh, different area areas and so um anyway that's how we met and then everything else is history Go on. diane has the willingness to listen to my visions even as crazy as they are and not disallow them out of hand and as a result we've actually uh actually done some pretty good stuff together as far as uh business purchases family adventures individual adventures and you know with just me and her what do you guys do up there at sierra what did you guys go up there were you uh I, well counseling what were you doing yeah, uh recovery meetings 
That's a big so, deal. Yeah. To move to the top of recovery to where you're out talking to people yeah. about well, it. Well, that's not, it's not about at the top and that anybody can do that as long as they meet certain requirements, but it's not a, it, it's not a status thing or a hierarchy or, uh, you know, anything like that. That's just not how that works. <laughs> You have some success stories there? Do you do you know? Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. That's the... Uh, Gotta have some yeah, time that's, spent that's, there to know that. Well, and, well, and that's the uh, beauty of anonymity, you sure. know. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah. They don't know who... Right, oh. right. Oh, okay. Now, Cliff does have one experience of being at a convention a number of years later and, and seeing somebody not from Sierra Conservation Center, but from somewhere else. Let's talk about sobriety real quick. What's somebody out there struggling? Uh, tell me, tell me about how it uh, it helped you, and uh, what was the beginning like? Was it hard? Well, absolutely. You know, recovery sure. is not uh, is not an easy path once you choose it. But um, you know, by uh, the the hard part was like I had said. You know, my husband had. Uh, taken his own life and a couple of months later my dad passed away and then the following August was uh, you know that was my older brother was the kind of the keystone to me getting clean and and changing my life because he had said uh, you're my sister and I love you no matter what but I'm not going to be in business with somebody that's doing drugs that was kind of the drug choice uh, methamphetamines kind of easy so, to do in this town yeah kind yeah. of an easy thing to fall into so, yeah yeah so you know i just uh it was a slow start for me but i you know started going to meetings and just made changes in my life and my life is beyond anything i ever imagined it could have been do you still go to recovery every week i choose to still go to meetings to help people or for yourself a little of both okay because after this how much time has it been a long time. Um, in August, I will celebrate 35 years. So it's just not something you jump back into after that. So. But you do well, think that part of the part of that. It, it, I've seen it happen. Sure. I mean, you know, it, it's not about how much time you have. It's about what you do with that time. Some I choose to, uh, you know, still stay active within the fellowship and and uh, do things for my recovery. Good know? on you. Who's next? My name is Sandra Betancourt. Hey. I am the manager of the electronic data interchange department of a California company named Vituity. Oh. I met Diane in 2004 in a 12-step fellowship after moving from Southern California to Modesto, California. What I know to be true about Diane is that she genuinely cares about people. She lives by a very high standard of integrity and is one of the truest friends I've ever had. Who's this gal to you? Oh, well, let's put it this way. When she chose to move to uh, Missouri a couple of years ago, I was devastated. Oh. You know, she had um, become my best friend other than my family, you know. And uh, the one thing I'm really, really grateful for, even though I hate cell phones in a lot of ways, is uh, it has allowed us to stay really in touch and stay really close as compared to, you know, when you used to have to write a letter or pay a long distance phone bill. Oh, my, my son <laughs> took the grandkids off to Texas and boy, without FaceTime, we would be in a world of hurt yeah. without being able to yeah. see him like that. What'd we do before we could just see somebody? I, I know. <laughs> how did we get past? I used to go to the library. I know how it was. I didn't Google. I went right over here to the library, right behind the business. That's the way you had to go find a reference book. Yeah. Um, let's see. Keep going, Sandra. Give me a great personal memory that you have with or about Diane. Please. There are actually two okay. that I could think of. One that 
I hold very dear is a mother-daughter night that she invited me to, which was a Giants cubby game at what used to be AT&T Park. Diane is a huge Giants fan, and her mom is was a Cubbies fan. My mother and I really had little interest in baseball at that time, but we went for the experience after convincing my mother it would be a good experience, of course. The outcome of that was a wonderful memory of our now passed-on mothers, and a new Giants fan was made that night. Go Giants! <laughs> Second was after moving to Missouri with my family in 2018, my mother passed away. I called her as I always did because she's been one of the main support people in my life since meeting her. And not only was she there for me by phone, but was at my doorstep in Missouri within two days. She walked me through that loss, and um, I will always hold that act of kindness and love from her as super dear to my heart. Continue on. Why is Diane a treasure to Manteca? Diane is such a treasure to Manteca, not only for her longstanding um, place in the community as a business owner, but for her personal integrity, her kindness, and she's genuinely a person that wants to make a difference. Does she have it right on the money? You know, it's hard to hear good things about yourself. Why? No, I just. That's uh, everybody in this thing. That's I, everybody. Everybody. I don't know. Own I, it. I don't, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn. You're not. Somebody else tooted your horn. <laughs> you don't want nobody else to toot your horn either? That's not no, fair. I know. I know. That's not fair. Uh, you know what? When you're consistent, this is the stories people tell. When you've lived a consistent life, which. You tried to do 35 years ago and you've done. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Well, and, you know, and, and to toot my own horn in that aspect, I think that that's, um, you know, that's been something for me all along, uh, even before recovery, you know, I held friendship very dear and I was, uh, I was very loyal in that sense. And, you know, even like grade school and high school. Tell me a funny story about Diane. Uh, I was really struggling. I'm really struggling to think of one right now. Uh, one that I can think of was she had went through and I don't know, I kind of found this, I find this a little amusing but she had went through um she was going through some personal uh, personal loss and um i just I, I would call her every day and i would ask her is there anything you need can i help you is there anything you need can i help you how are you doing and i think she kind of wanted me to stop calling her so much <laughs> so she said okay get me a shower curtain and i just thought that was amusing because of all the things she just wanted to um she just needed a shower curtain <laughs> but I don't know, not very funny, but to me it kind of was. Anyway, well, what about a talent? The one that sticks out for me the most is her crocheting and knitting. Oh. Diane makes beautiful blankets, hats, you name it, she can make it. Um, I have a beautiful green blanket that she crocheted for me uh, back in 2009 when I was diagnosed with cancer. I'm, I love that blanket. I still have it today, and it's beautiful. Um, it's a, just a little throw blanket, but it's beautiful. Um, one of my favorites. So that's an age thing, history thing. Mom I, taught you how yeah, to crochet yeah, and knit. Yeah. That comes with family, right? Yep. yep. You don't go down to it. In 2022, 20, uh, there's not a class down there for crochet. And there is there. There is. Is in, there? If you go to like Joanne's or um, oh, Michael's. Oh, yeah. Or the party they, store. They, yeah, sure. Yeah, they, have, sure. they have classes. That used to be a them. thing back in the day, though. That's how you knew that well, the generation uh, was near. It's having a, a resurrection, though. I, I have nieces that have actually asked me to teach them how to crochet. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah. That's 
that's how that's yeah. how you learned yeah oh. you know i was in, i was a girl scout for oh. many many years oh, okay. and, and so oh. that was one of the you know arts and crafts things or whatever but and i but some of it is family you know i one of my uh early memories is uh when i was i think i was about five and uh i wanted to make something for my grandpa for Christmas and my mom bought some uh, handkerchiefs because he always had a handkerchief and I embroidered his last initial on these handkerchiefs. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty sketchy. Did but, they last? You know. um, actually, when mom passed away, I found one in her in say, one of her it, drawers. Did so. it make it to one of the caskets? <laughs> so. You often wonder. Here's one for my daughter. She, for her wedding, brought me a tie. And on the back, it says the best dance I ever had was with you. Oh. And she wrote it on a piece of fabric and then sewed it into the back of this tie. So on wedding day, I have this tie. And every time I wear that tie, it's got that little circle on the back. Aww. Aww. What I would like to tell Diane is that, Diane, you're one of the most special people in my life. Uh, you have been there with me through many difficult times in my life. Even when I may not have been very pleasant to be around, you were always there without hesitation. I love you from the bottom of my heart. And... You, of all people that I know, deserve this honor. I love you. We're up to Melissa Mobius. Explain who Melissa is to you. Well, uh, for a long time, Melissa was the um, gal from the Cub Scout group that came every year and ordered trophies for their Pinewood Derby. Okay. And that was... um, So she's a customer. She's, yep. Long time. She's a long time customer. And... um, Why is she getting air right now in my podcast? Uh, because (laughs) she came in this a couple months ago to pick up um, her trophy order and saw a sign in my window that said business for sale. And she asked, well, where am I going to get my trophies now? And I said, well, buy the business. And she said, but I don't know anything about it. And I said, well, neither did I. And I said, you know, but I'd be willing to teach you. And she walked out the door. And about 15 minutes later, I got a phone call that said, so what are you asking for this place? (laughs) Hi, I'm Melissa Mobius. I've known Diane for about 15 years as a loyal ReadyMark customer. Um, More recently, I have started training with Diane as I start learning the business there at Ready Mark, as I will become the new owner by the end of the year and hopefully continue on her legacy here in Manteca. Well, Diane has always been just an amazing business owner, always taking care of her customers, um, always able to um, just know exactly the right thing to do in order to, f- to fulfill any request that's given to her. Um, she's very dedicated Quiet. to her, not even just business or trade, but to her Quiet. craft that she has in just creating things um the people may not even realize how important they are until they they see the finished product and just the uh, creative license that she takes with those is just um truly amazing it says in a quiet spot (laughs) it really does in the instructions i think she she might live over the uh flight path she drove to arch road to record this why is diane gibbons a treasure to me antica ready mark and you know diane has been just such a staple in Manteca. We need what she does within our t- our city. And when I found out that she was going to be selling the business and just closing shop if no one would take over, it was just kind of like, whoa, you know, that, that just can't happen. You know, I talked about it with my husband for a little while and we really felt like 
just we, we needed to continue her legacy and just keep things going you know i know it definitely won't be the same without her there i can only hope to learn all of the little tools of the trade that she has through all her decades of experience but i'm um, definitely a treasure to have and be able to just um, the things that she shares with us from being around here what kind of talent do you see her having i think pretty much anyone that has um been a customer or done any business with Diane is aware though that she just has so much um, talent and artistic creativity in putting things together. Uh, I know as a customer through the years, um, you know, I've said, hey, I need, you know, this leader for this Cub Scout, you know, this award for this Cub Scout leader, just do what you want with it. And she has always created something that I couldn't even have thought to ask for. She's just always done an amazing job. She knows exactly how to do things, how they look best, always done in a timely manner and just she's just really amazing at what she does and just so appreciated for so many years how about a final thought say something to her um i will be taking over as the new owner of ready mark by the end of this year and really try to pay attention to everything that she does and why she does it and um just going to do my best to follow in her footsteps and um yeah, and to just uh, make her proud and um, just continue the legacy of Ready Mark within our community. As I've said before, it's just so important um, that we have that here. And just, uh, I was very honored to have the opportunity to follow in her footsteps. You know, I just look forward to serving the community in the same way that she always has. Almost got another plane going yeah. by there. That's very nice of her to uh, take over from Antica for uh, you to continue delivering the gifts to the town that you do and you're uh, providing services, what you do. It's great. What do you want to tell the customers of your business for all these years? You know, um, thank you. Through all the challenges and uh, the good times, the bad times, you guys have always supported us. This has never been a blockbuster business. It's always been more of a uh, secondary income business. I think because, uh, you know, you guys allow me to become an intimate part of your lives in, in some ways. And um, I'm grateful for that. And, and I'm honored. And Melissa, what do you want to tell Melissa? You'll- Buck up, Melissa. Don't <laughs> screw it all up. No, you'll do great. You know, it's funny because uh, it's just been the last uh, week and a half or so that she's been coming in and like the third day she came in, she got held up with something and, and she got here pretty late and I was... I told her when she got here, well, I thought maybe you were trying to figure out how to call me and tell me, oh, it, it ain't hell happening. no, what the heck have I got myself into? <laughs> but uh, you know what? She's a quick learner and she'll do fine and uh, the community will continue to support her. I, I believe that with all my heart that, that uh, you know, she'll be, she'll be okay and ready Mark is in good hands. After uh, sitting here with you, I realize... Um, why people bring their business in here to you because you're a real person. Oh, thank some you. people aren't real people. Yeah, I don't, they try, but yeah. some people don't let it get past. <laughs> got an exterior there, but yeah. uh, appreciate you having me in your business. Thanks thank for allowing you. me to come in here and tell the story. And it's good to know you. Thank you so much.